a massive fire is burning in the Amazon rainforest. And guess what? It's Trump's fault. Bernie Sanders wants to fix the problems that journalists are having, and the journalists are thrilled. Let's face it, there is no friend to a journalist like communists. Joe Biden has no idea where he is, and it's costing him in the polls. Uh, and Ilhan Omar may not be the moral role model that she has led us to be. What a shock. Things are getting a little bit hot. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I just realized something. I really get nervous when I do these podcasts. I'm not talking in front of anyone. I've gotten really much better at it, but I get actually really nervous. And so just before I started this podcast, I, I actually dropped my notes and I didn't know how to, I had to reorganize them. I started again. I actually had to start restart this thing a couple of times. Well, you know, hey, for the, for the three people that are going to listen to this podcast the next couple of days, you know, I'm sorry. But now you know. I also, some awesome things this weekend, and I need to talk about this, is the great American institution. The institution that makes America, that proves that America is the greatest country in the world. The fantasy football draft. I really am going to have to have a podcast about that because I was feeling patriotic as all hell when I had that, when I was doing that um, fantasy draft. And I've got an absolute crap team. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. Maybe... I, I've been in this. I've been in this fantasy draft for I don't know ten years. I have yet to win. Well, I'm like the Dodgers right now. But anyway, let's get to the news of the week. Um, there's a large fire in the Amazon rainforest in Brazil. Though the reports are kind of mixed, no one knows how the fire started, how long the fire has been burning, or how much it is actually burned. But the Huffington Post knows how it started. And by the way, this is one thing. If you're conservative or if you're a liberal, always read the competition. I, I'm a conservative. Okay, I'm more of a libertarian, but I'm kind of a conservative. And one of the things I do, I really enjoyed reading leftist news outlets. And the Huffington Post is great. I could have had about seven stories tonight about the Huffington Post. Always about trans people. and I, it's, it's just awesome. But I, I, we're talking about the rainforest. And the Huffington Post gets us started tonight. It started because President Trump trade war against China. That's right. It's President Trump's fault that a fire started in a overcrowded... In, an, in a huge forest in South America, which is about seven to 8,000 miles away, it was all Trump's fault. And I know what you're thinking. How is it his fault, and what does China have to do with this? Did Air Force One dump gas on the rainforest, and Trump lit a match while the... Yeah, no, n nothing like that. Okay, here we go. Just listen to this. One of the areas that the trade war is affecting between the United States and China is agriculture, specifically soybeans. China is a huge importer of soybeans. They absolutely love them. And they are a huge importer of U.S. soybeans. 
China, because of the tariffs, stopped importing as many soybeans. I, I know, I, you're, you've got to be thinking to yourself, my God, are, this is all about beans? I know, I, it's, I agree with you. Well, this is where Brazil comes into play. Brazil's right-wing president, I'm going to really butcher this because I don't have my Rosetta Stone subscription up to date and my Spanish is terrible, is Yair Bolsonaro. He's a right-wing president, and I think he's very right-wing, wanted to take on the soybean market from the United States and uh, tried to fill the orders for China so he could start sending. And they're their soybean trade went up 27%. That's huge. That's actually quite a bit. A third of their agricultural production went actually up. But they had some problems meeting demand due to the lack of room to grow soybeans. And they just didn't have enough field area to grow as many soybeans as China wanted because for some reason, China, I don't know what they do with these soybeans, but China needed a lot of soybeans. Bolsonaro, annoyed with this uh, global warming thing. Uh, by the way, you already know I believe in global warming, so don't give me crap here. Uh, really wants to cut down some of the rainforest to get a hold of the valuable land so he could create agriculture property out of it. Especially for the new soybean market, he thought it would be much necessary, very necessary. Bolsonaro has promised to cut down 2 million acres of the rainforest and has even lovingly called himself Captain Chainsaw. Apparently, this is not a guy who really... He kind of scares me. He's like the Filipino president. He's a little... Apparently, a little bit out there. But you got to remember, the leftists that were running the government of Brazil for the last 15 years all are in prison right now for corruption. So needless to say, you're not going to see a lot of leftists in the Brazilian government anymore. Now we get into a little bit of speculation by the Huffington Post. It could be right, could be wrong, but it's never been, um, it's never been verified, which, by the way, that's what they do at the Huffington Post. So what a shock. The report that the report is that it's possible that Bolsonaro ordered the burning down of the rainforest to make room for more agricultural plots. Uh, they suspect that the fire went out of control and right now it's burned about 3 million acres. Now the tree huggers over at the uh, Huffington Post pointed out that the forest hosts 3 million different kinds of species of animals, which I, you know what, every time I watch a thing about South America, all those animals want to kill you, so okay, let them, yeah, I don't, whatever. I don't need the piranha in my life, or the, well, the three, <laughs> the three toed sloth is kind of cool, but it, the, the reality is, okay, that's great. And is... And the rainforest is also responsible for sucking out millions of tons of carbon dioxide from the air per year and pumping in more of oxygen, which is what trees do. Trees breathe like us. They breathe in carbon dioxide and they breathe out oxygen, whereas we breathe out oxygen and, and or we breathe in oxygen and we breathe out carbon dioxide. 
So, uh, according to Huffington Post, this proves that Trump is a climate change denier, and this, according to the Huffington Post, is the new collusion conspiracy. And it makes sense. Let's think about it. It makes more sense than the Russia thing. I mean, Trump put tariffs on the innocent Chinese, then contacted the president of Brazil and told him to burn down his rainforest so he could grow soybeans, removing them from our exports to China because he wanted to jack the trees up in the rainforest. Makes absolute sense. Good job, HuffPo. No wonder you guys don't pay your, quote, journalists, end quote. Just a really awesome story. I love the, you know, I love the Huffington Post. They're such an awesome source for these great stories. And by the way, here, here's something. I, I try and be positive about all this stuff. Every once in a while, you hear me go off. You'll hear me flip out. But that's not my goal. My goal is to really make this kind of fun be informative, hopefully start a debate. Maybe one of you, you'll give me a buzz and join me on the show. But the reality is this is fun. And I I cannot just ignore the Huffington Post. And I could have had about four stories from them. They are so awesome. So let's go to the next one, which is from the Huffington Post. And they were slavering over this one. They absolutely love this one. And this was not just in the Huffington Post. It was also in the Daily Wire. It was on Drudge Report and other conservative outlets. But they didn't take it as loosely as or seriously as the Huffington Post did. So they reported that the government should make an effort to take care of journalists in the news media. This came after reports that a conservative group has decided to go through old social media posts of leftist journalists and retweet them so people can say that see that a lot of these leftist journalists are nothing but racist bad people. It's like Sarah Zhang of, of uh, the New York Times. She's a terrible human being, hates men, hates white men, just a bad person. I was going to actually wait to bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up now. You know something? The left has been doing that for I don't know how long. Media matters. Hello? Media matters. That's all they do is search right-wing content to try and find anything in right-wing content that for a right-wing journalist or a right-wing professor, someone who just loves uh, conservatism, they look through Twitter, they find it, they throw it out there. They have no problem with it. There are tons of outlets, left-wing outlets to do it, but here's the problem. You can't do it if you're a right-winger and you're trying to expose the left. This is going to be the new civil war. The new civil war is going to be virtual. It's going to be this garbage. This is garbage. Sitting back and, really, I'm going to look at a tweet from some guy from 15 years ago, and I'm going to use that as proof that he shouldn't have a job or a livelihood today? I don't believe any of that. But I also believe that's the war. That's the ammunition you have is to use things against people. The left has been doing it for a really long time. They did it against Kavanaugh. My God, they had a yearbook from 35 years ago and were pointing to a three-line quote that he couldn't even remember. Or he did remember. It's just like, okay, it's really embarrassing. He didn't want to bring up. 
But that's what's been happening, and the right has started doing it. I think, basically, I don't like it because it's like a game of Rochambeau that little kids will have on the playground. One kid will say, I'll kick you in the balls as hard as I can, and then you kick me in the balls as hard as you can, and whoever falls first loses. It, it's stupid. But the reality is, that's the war. we got to play with it. So Bernie Sanders wants to do some things to fix this, and everyone's, everyone's just drooling over this. Bernie Sanders knows how to fix the problem that journalists are having today. Of course, uh, how journalists can fix things is just stopping so biased, but that's not the point. Bernie doesn't think that. So he's decided to take the press away from, quote, Handful, the handful of corporations and benevolent billionaires, end quote. So in other words, oh my Lord, he wants the government to take over the journalism. That's awesome because that's always worked. Bernie wants to limit the number of media outlets billionaires and corporations can run. In other words, a corporation or a, an individual, a private citizen cannot own more than one. Okay, but it gets better. He wants to put heavy regulation on news media outlets. Sounds kind of like censorship. Just saying. And he wants to unionize journalists. And guess who unions typically endorse? Not to mention it kills the free market. But it's going to get better. Here it is. Here it is. 60% of the news comes from social media. That's Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, amongst others. There's so much out there. He wants government regulation on those too. All in the name of protecting journalists. Okay, first off, now I may go off a little bit, but I'm not angry about it. I just think it's so stupid and hopefully people get smart about it. But first off, this is really, 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 really scary stuff. I know several countries that actually did this and some that still do this. Nazi Germany did this. The Soviet Union. Uh, fascist Italy. China. North Korea. North Vietnam. Cuba. Venezuela. And there are a few more that actually do that. In order to control the population, one must control what they hear. Hitler's propaganda minister said it best, and he was German. I can't remember his name. It was Volkswagen or something. I don't know. Tell a lie. Make it simple. Make it big. Say it over and over, and they will believe. And that's the whole thing. We've seen it already. The Russia uh, collusion. Did anyone actually think Trump was smart enough to collude with freaking Russia? Are, are people serious? How stupid is that? But all you have to do is tell the lie. Make it big. And they're doing it again. Tell the lie. The lie right now is Trump's a racist. Trump's a white supremacist. Trump's an anti-Semite. Trump's a bigot. Trump's a homophobe. Trump's an Islamophobe. All you have to do is keep saying that stuff over and over again. Now, sometimes I think the media, and I know it doesn't sound like I'm actually speaking with periods, but I'm thinking, sometimes the media doesn't realize they bite off more than they can chew. 
and they really look biased. Walter Cronkite was a leftist. He was a leftist. I've heard his news reports. But Walter Cronkite was, how shall we say, more subtle. Now, they just accuse Donald Trump of everything. And the thing is, it's losing its bite, which is why he's getting more and more popular. Here's the thing. Government should never go near the press. The press should be free. And the press is free. I got news for you. If you were in Nazi Germany, if you were in the Soviet Union, the Pussycat Dolls, or whatever they called in Russia, sang a song that was counter to Putin, Vladimir Putin, and they were in jail for five years. The United States, if Trump were the fascist, and fasc- and we talked about fascist, but if Trump were the tyr- uh tyrannical nut job that they make them out to be, these people on CNN and MSNBC and ABC and NBC and CBS, they'd all be in jail by now. It's not happening. It's not happening. They are free. They are free. When these guys talk about they want government regulation, they want government control, they want government guarantees that they're going to be safe and things like that, they don't want to be safe from tyranny. They want to be safe from competition. That's the goal of socialism. That's why companies like CNN, companies like Disney, companies like um, YouTube, companies like Google, they're all left wing because they know if they get in on the ground floor, they're going to be safe when the revolution begins. And I've really gone off script here. Here's the thing. Government control of the press leads to censorship. Censorship leads to propaganda. Propaganda leads to tyranny over submiss- the a submissive populace. Bernie needs to go away. He needs to stop talking. It ain't going to work for him. The next story, this is kind of fun. Uh... <laughs> Joe Biden's done. Finito, kaput. He is finished. He was doing a press conference on a on the campaign trail. It sounded all good at first. Well, it sounded good to me uh, because I was watching it on television. I didn't follow where he was. I didn't really follow anything. He almost he almost he pretty much sounded sane. So I was like, I was listening to it. Everything good to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Joe Biden. Yeah. Sounds good. You're going to go up in the polls. Uh, oh. oh, this was so wrong. Okay, why don't you listen to this? I'm back. I've been here a number of times. Last time was, I think, uh, all the way back in 2014. But I've been here before that. I love this place. So I love, Look, what's not to like about Vermont in terms of the beauty of it? What's not to like about Vermont? What a neat town. What a, I mean, this is sort of a scenic, beautiful town. The mayor's been a good guy, and they've got, everybody's been really friendly. <clears throat> I like Keene a lot. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> well... He wasn't in Vermont. He was in New Hampshire. 
Oops! There's been a lot of talk about Biden not being able to handle being president. That he's too old, he's not motivated, he's just not there. Okay? Um, well, he sounds tired. He sounds old. He sounds incompetent. He sounds like he's not on the same page as anyone else. He sounds like he doesn't know what he believes in. Until now, none of this has hurt him in the polls. Absolutely none of this. He's been great. He's always been 10 to 15 points up. After the first debate, he lost maybe 2-3 points. Well, no, he lost 7 points. But he was still a good 12 points up. Well, that ended this week. Because the key word is, until now. A new poll shows that Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren are in a dead heat right now. He dropped, I think it was 13 points. And right now, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and um, Joe Biden are hanging around 20%. He got absolutely killed. And, and I'm going to quote two people because both of them said the same thing. And it was Dan Bongino and Ben Shapiro. And I'm pretty sure Andrew Clavin and Michael Knowles and, and Matt Walsh, they all said the same thing. Biden's best day was his first. It could only go downhill, and it did. It's he has he is dropping like a fall. He's dropping like a meteor, and I do not see him surviving this. Um, Kamala Harris. I, I, the thing is, I don't know who's gonna survive it. I I think we need to wait. This is one of those predictions I hate making because when I make predictions and I'm wrong, I'm look stupid, but. Someone is going to jump in this this race. Not going to be Hillary. Because Hillary, my God, there's no chance. But you watch. Someone's jumping in this race. Because these guys are crashing and burning. Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders have absolutely no freaking chance. So if Biden is out, there's no more moderates. Kamala Harris can't even get a black person to vote for her. So this is going to be all done for those people. So just stay tuned. Oh, hey, by the way, on a side note, Kirsten Gillibrand is out of the presidential race. Now, I don't know if you actually knew she was in the presidential race, and that's fine. She's dumb. She's mean. Don't like her. Glad she's out. She's Hillary Clinton, but without the personality. So I'm totally glad she's gone. Um, congratulations to her. And it looks like uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who I actually like because I think, one, she's very intelligent. Two, she's in the military. And three, she's kind of hot. Um, she is being rejected for the next debate because she had to serve some time over in Iraq while she had to go on duty for a while. And they suddenly are saying, oh, well, my po your poll numbers aren't high enough. You don't qualify the next one. She, she, she may be out very soon. So... That's awesome. Um, the one Democrat I actually like and I think actually is a good person is out. That, again, is awesome. The last story of the night is going to be about Ilhan Omar. Yeah, there it is. We've only, it's, we've only gone, what, 
five days since we talked about her last. I mean, this broad just... And by the way, I respect women. I When I call you a broad, I don't respect you. So right off the bat, don't, don't, please don't leave things. I, I, I love women. I, I'm sorry. I apologize for calling her broad. But this broad is just really special. Anti-Semite, white man hating... I, I hates America, hates everything America stands for, loves terrorists, embraces ISIS. I mean, my God. Well, oh, just a terrible human being. She's just mean. She's mean. She's stupid. Have you ever listened to this gal talk? She is just a terrible human being. Absolutely terrible human being. But we just learned something about her that was a little bit more endearing. Apparently, she doesn't hate white men that much because she's having an affair with one. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. So, apparently, she there was a guy uh, in her campaign who was supporting her campaign from some company. Supporting her campaign. And the two started having a la cage a faux. I don't know what that means in French, but I, I just made that up because it sounded French, sounded romantic. I could have said menage a trois, but I know she didn't do that. But anyway, so there is a white man in the world that has seen her without her burqa on. I, I, I know, amazing, right? So <laughs> this gets really good. So everything was hidden. Now, don't forget, Ilhan Omar split up with her husband. Now, that's her actual real husband, not her brother she was married to, to commit immigration fraud. That was her actual husband, not her brother, her actual husband. I know we need scorecards for this crap. So, she broke up with her ex-husband. Well, she broke up with her husband beginning of the summer. And then, apparently, the wife of the guy she's boning filed for divorce because even though she wanted to get back together, she wanted to work things through, apparently this guy, I'm not going to use names, I just don't do that, but apparently this guy really had the thing for Ilhan, so he said, no, it's over, I, I don't want to deal with you, and that's it, end of story. Awesome, I mean... That's not a dick thing to do, but you know, hey, that's whatever, whatever. So, and and by the way, there are pictures of these people, of these two together. There, there's a lot of stuff with these two together. So she filed for divorce. Actually, named Ilhan Omar in the lawsuit. Of course, Ilhan Omar is trying to make herself, trying to spin this into how she's a victim and how people are making stuff up to make her look bad, all that crap, whatever. No one's buying it, okay? And I, that's it. I mean, I, I guess she doesn't understand that when people file court papers because people are having affairs with someone else, they got to sign and say, under perjury of law, I could go to prison, blah, blah, blah. So... This gal must have had some kind of proof, and if pictures say anything, and, and these pictures are innocent pictures, these two have, uh, Ilhan Omar and her lover, have actually been in California for dinner and things like this. I'm People are wondering where that's coming from, but they've been together. They've been seen together, so this is not a secret. 
Well, if that wasn't bad enough, the holier-than-thou Ilhan Omar is now under investigation for campaign funds fraud. I, I am not kidding you. This has been yesterday was when Ilhan Omar, I was going to do a, a, a flash podcast yesterday about this, but I decided, you know what, I'm going to hold off on it because let's hear what she's got to say, which I wouldn't believe a word out of her mouth anyway. So when she sat back and said, uh, it, it, they're trying to defame me, I, I just, I didn't believe it. So I said, screw it, I'm just going to do it today, even though I don't have all the information. But Ilhan Omar, of course, denied it. The boyfriend doesn't deny anything, so that's going to be a problem. And uh, now she's under investigation for campaign fraud, fraud because apparently she's taken after AOC and she's been funneling money to this guy's company. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. We don't know the whole story. We're going to have to really wait for the whole story. I think I think it's going to I think this is going to blow up. So she's she's under investigation, and now there is there has been uh, the Freedom for Information has actually put out a lawsuit asking her to be investigated by the FEC. I think it's the FEC to find out if she's broken any more laws, because apparently having an affair while you're in Congress is borderline illegal. I don't know why it's not illegal. If you can't run your own life, how can you be trusted to run the lives of 350 million people? I don't know. 400 million. We're getting closer to that. But anyway, so we're going to wait. I, I think in the next week, things are going to get a lot more interesting with this story. It's like It's like watching the Kardashians or something. This is pretty awesome stuff. So, on Friday, we're going to do review day. I've got a book to review. I've got a podcast to review. And I've got a movie, a TV series to review. And I, if I get through it tonight, I'm going to review a movie. So you guys, I hope to do me a favor. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. Visit my website where you can find some of the content and the uncut content. Like you want to see the Biden story. That was a really funny video. Um, take a look at it. That's dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can download or listen to this podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. Go to the website to get the YouTube address. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>